Welcome. This is Karen Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Vulnerability, that is what we're here to talk about today. Vulnerability, is that a word, part of your vocabulary? I imagine if you've been listening to this show, you've heard me talk about it quite often. Brene Brown has been on the show to talk about it as well. And I'm just going to dive into just what what is vulnerability and why is it so important? It's a conversation piece that often happens a lot in coaching sessions with clients. So first off, vulnerability is a feeling. And according to the data, it is uncertainty, emotional exposure, and risk. And I love having that framework to think about uncertainty, emotional exposure, and risk. And think about that. I don't know about you, but none of those are my favorite things. Uncertainty. I used to be the queen of certainty. Emotional exposure. There's no way. I learned how to put up a lot of armor and not let you in because I was afraid that if you saw how I was really feeling inside, you wouldn't like me. And it was about not losing face. That's what I grew up in in my family of origin. And risk. I want to know what the outcome is. I'm not a big risk taker in certain aspects, maybe, but in others, not so much. And there's certain arenas where being a swimmer, like I'm willing to train and spend all those hours when I was an athlete, because I'm not anymore, but when I was an athlete some 20 some years ago, for there was going to be risk, right? Here was this chunk of time where I was going to be doing something, training for something, for an outcome that may or may not happen. Last time I talked about transactional mindset, there's not the transaction. It's not like, If you train X amount and if you hit these training paces, will this be the result? It doesn't work that way. It's again, it's not like the cup of coffee that we get when we go to the coffee shop. So vulnerability is uncertainty, emotional exposure, and risk. And some of you out there may be absolutely fantastic with risk and some of you may not or in certain parts of your life in the different arenas. Often vulnerability feels scary. And is often confused or mislabeled with fear. We think, oh, I'm feeling this. This is uncomfortable. This means don't do it. I want it to be the nice, easy path because, you know, if I'm really following my purpose or if I'm really parenting the right way or if I'm really in the work that I want or if this is really the love of my life, it's going to be easy, smooth sailing, no bumps. But I just want you to consider that the beauty is in the mess. The beauty, the strength, the growth is in the struggle. Think about it. In the athletic world, you get to swim fast by doing some hard stuff to build the muscle, to get the training, the speed that you may need. It's in the, in the struggle. And I've talked about this with Dan Coyle on my show when we talked about the talent code and speed, uh, speed wobble, as we like to call it in, on our swim team. It's speed wobble. So in that struggle, it's, that's the part of it. That's where vulnerability comes in. And really differentiate. Is this fear or is this vulnerability? Because vulnerability often feels like fear and get really clear. Like I have to really go in and say, I used to think, oh, it's scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. Well, it's really, I'm not in control of the outcome. And I don't like that. I like to be in control of the outcome, but I'm often not in life. So I have to realize 
when am I feeling right now? And why am I feeling that? What are the stories? Now, why is vulnerability so important? Because it's like, let's just try to avoid it, right? That may have been your path. That was mine for a long time, except for the fact that I decided to be a swimmer and then I had some big lofty goals for myself. So when I would go up on the blocks, I was vulnerable and I had to be courageous every time I went up there and I'd have the nerves and how to deal with it. Or when you have a live radio show and you get a guest that you're so excited about and you have that same feeling and you're like, wait a second, I thought this was done. I retired from swimming. This shouldn't be happening anymore. Or you go on stage or I go on stage and give a keynote talk. And again, those same feelings come back. Anytime I have new circumstances or you know, an opportunity for me to really step into my arena to dare greatly in my life, vulnerability is my partner in that. And I don't want it, but it's there. And while I had the illusion as a, as a collegiate athlete or as a high school kid, when I started recognizing these feelings, that it would end one day once I retired, when reality with my 43-year-old self is that it continues to show up as I continue to grow and challenge myself. Okay. So here's the thing. Why is vulnerability so important? Because it is the pathway to cultivating wholehearted living. And you ask, what is this wholehearted living? Well, according to Brene Brown, wholehearted living is about engaging in our lives from a place of worthiness. It means cultivating the courage and compassion and connection to wake up in the morning and think, no matter what gets done and how much is left undone, I am enough. It's going to bed at night thinking, yes, I'm imperfect and vulnerable and sometimes afraid, but that doesn't change the fact that I'm also brave and worthy of love and belonging. So remember, wholehearted living is about engaging in our lives from a place of worthiness. So it's about being rooted in worthiness. How do you show up in your life when you are rooted in worthiness? versus when you are rooted in scarcity or fear. Notice that. So the pathway to wholehearted living is unfortunately vulnerability. I know it's not something that I'm like, yay, yippee, but it's kind of like if you want to be a great swimmer, then the pathway is you have morning practices. Wasn't I was never mornings practice. I was never a morning person, but I accepted if I wanted to achieve the results in my life and my um, swimming career, one of the things was I had to go to morning practice and it was a choice. Did I want these results? Then I go to morning practice. And I know that can sound a bit transactional, but at least it allowed for opportunities for me to get better by going to that. And then once again, I thought, oh, once I retire from swimming... (laughs) I'll be done with morning practices. Well, then I became a coach. So that ended. And now I'm a parent. And so here I am still going to morning practices. But I have become a better morning person and I actually kind of like it. So the vulnerability is the pathway to cultivating wholehearted living. And the reason for it is that it's about letting go of certainty. It's about allowing ourselves to feel emotional exposure you know, sharing our stories and our feelings with people who've earned the right to hear it. Not with everybody. We don't need to go and cry on our next door neighbor's shoulder because they may not even understand the context and go, why are you doing this? Why are you offloading your pain? They may not have made the arrangement with you, the agreement that they will hold that space for you. 
intuition and your faith, being creative, allowing for play and rest, having calm and stillness, and doing meaningful work. And remember, it doesn't have to be for pay. And then having laughter, song, and dance. Doesn't that sound like a grand life? And imagine if your daily life was rooted in wholehearted living, how would you show up? Now remember, the pathway there is vulnerability. It's like being a swimmer, for those of you that are swimmers, I know I have a lot of listeners that are, the idea of it really sucks. Morning practices, getting into pool. In California, we swim outdoors, so it may be 36 degrees outside, which I know for some of you in colder climates, that's not a big deal. But getting into the pool in the morning is not very fun, especially when you get out of your warm bed at 4.45 in the morning to go swim in a pool before everybody else has even gotten up, your peers. Or maybe you're at practice on Friday night instead of going out on Friday night. The idea of it really sucks. Nobody or not too many people are like, yay, this is what I live for. And usually it doesn't happen until the end anyways when you start to realize how amazing it is. But the reality of being a swimmer is it's pretty darn amazing. You get to be authentic. You're there with other friends in the morning doing this crazy thing and you're seeing what you're capable of and it's on you. Nobody's providing this for you. Like your times, it's between you and the clock. It's an amazing experience and the friendships and the travel and the experiences that you go through at whatever level that you're swimming at. It doesn't have to be just an Olympian. It's amazing. And that's the same thing that can happen with vulnerability. It sucks. It's like morning practices. It's like double days or hell week. But then when you get on the other side and after you've practiced it a bit, there's that connection piece. It's the pathway to connection. It's the thing we want in other people. It's how we're allowing ourselves to show up and it's how we allow ourselves to connect with others. It's a beautiful thing. Now, if you're new to this, when you first do it, you may get a vulnerability hangover. And after you've done done the vulnerability, wake up the next morning and go, oh my gosh, what did I just do? I shared too much. What are they thinking of me? Now they're going to know my insides and really hate me. You're going to feel really vulnerable because it's a new feeling. It's kind of like when you go to morning practice, you don't come out of it. Parents always hope, oh, was it great? Did you have fun? Who says they have fun at swimming at 5.30 in the morning? But over time, you start to realize, wow, I feel a lot better. Or when I first started doing Bikram, I was like, I don't know why I'm going to this thing other than I was trying to get a good deal for my $20 in 10 days. I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it smelled. I didn't like being told what to do. I didn't like to sweat. I didn't like to be in a stinky room, all of that. But I kept going. And then after my 10 days, I signed up for more. And I didn't know why, but I kept going because all of a sudden I started noticing there's something in there. I feel better. And then later I realized after about six months, my brain felt better. So I would do Bikram because my brain felt better, which is kind of an interesting thing. So vulnerability may not feel good at first, especially if you're not used to doing it. Because remember, it's uncertainty, emotional exposure, and risk. But I invite you to imagine what would your daily life be like if you're rooted in wholehearted living? How would you show up? And it doesn't mean all those components are happening every single day because they're not. But if you're rooted and you're more compassionate to yourself, or you were living in alignment with your own authenticity, or you had this resilient spirit so that you made a mistake, but you can get back up, how would you show up in your life? How would you feel? And that's why I invite you to invite vulnerability into your life. Practice it, and you're going to mess up and go back and practice it some more. 
Thanks so much for listening today. And I invite you to join my newsletter. We have a community that we're building there at howshereallydoesit.com. And there's also a Daring Way intro that has each of the guideposts to the Daring Way or the Wholehearted Living. And go ahead and sign up for that. Thanks so much for listening. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wild.